Welcome to Booty and Bossy Eat, Drink, Knit. This is our Christmas bonus special. Bossy? Yeah? Guess what I found. What? I found the letter you wrote in 2011, the year that you gave us the Christmas stockings made from our father's ski sweater. I don't know what I'm more impressed by. That Well, because first of all, I didn't even remember that I wrote it. So you're already ahead of me there. And then that you remembered, first thing, and that you found it. Where did you even have it? Remember when our mom made us each a recipe book with some beloved recipes from our family. And on it, she had put some Santa pictures Starting out Mm. with you and our brother, and then adding our sister, and then me. I put it in the binder that our mom gave us for the recipes, so that if there were a fire, I would grab all the important things, which are the recipe book and the letter. (laughs) I'm touched and saddened at the same time (laughs) that those would be the two things. That you like, like, do you think maybe you should grab your cats or the children or, you know, there might be any other thing that you might grab there? Our mom had a great motto when we were growing up, fend for yourselves. (laughs) And that's my motto. Fend Mm. for yourselves, cats and children. I've got my recipes. (laughs) Fend for yourselves, yes. I but, mean, you want, want to have something to cook while you're... While you're squatting in an alley somewhere after your house burned down, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But exactly. um, that is so great that you found it. And we should probably explain that our dad died very suddenly in 1997 of heart failure, and he was 63. That was 25 years ago. And you know what I thought would be great? What mm. all of our listeners, what all the, of our the listeners. One of them, you mean mom? Mom. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> what mom would really enjoy is if you read the letter mm. that you wrote. I could do that. All right. I'll read it because you sent it to me because I couldn't even find it. After I did actually, in my defense, I did look, but that was five computers ago. So I don't even know which computer this was on when I wrote it. So here goes. This is what I wrote in 2011, and I sent it to everyone with their Christmas stocking that I had made out of Dad's ski sweater. So I called it Christmas Joys. One of my earliest Christmas memories was of being crammed into the very back of our white Rambler station wagon, no seatbelts, of course, and peering out at the Christmas lights as mom and dad drove us through Denver to grandma and grandpa Klein's house in Lakewood, Colorado. There was one department store that always had a particularly impressive display, with the top of the building changing from green to red to yellow to blue. It was enchanting and magical. When we arrived at grandma and grandpa's, They had all of their Christmas decorations out, and I especially remember a tiny lighted village surrounding the base of the tree on a glittering blanket of fake snow. I love that village. I really wanted to live in that village, even though now it would probably strike me as unbelievably gaudy. And there was one early Christmas that I remember especially, 
one that is the origin point for this story and the enclosed stocking. Growing up in Colorado meant that dad was a skier. In those days before Gore-Tex, dad skied in jeans and other attire that seemed designed only to invite frostbite. Grandma had apparently decided that dad needed to be outfitted appropriately for skiing. I say grandma because I doubt that grandpa had much input in this decision. I should add as well that grandma's notion of proper skiing attire was current for about 1915, but that did not stop her and she accordingly made her way to the Denver dry goods store, known as The Denver, a store famous for its boasts of being the largest department store in the Central West. Its motto was, quote, where Colorado shops with confidence, unquote. And I have no doubt that grandma, all five feet of her, was full of confidence as she picked out this gift for dad. Never mind that with a bunch of little kids and a tenure track job, Dad probably had very little time for skiing. So dad unwrapped the big box from the Denver. Then he pulled out the ski outfit. First, the dark brown wool sweater with a cream and orange decorated yoke that around the neck and shoulders with the cuffs and waist in a matching cream. Then the wide whale corduroy tan knickers with little buckles that fastened just below the knees. And finally, two pairs of dark brown argyle socks to protect his shapely calves. Dad was a grown man with children of his own at this point. But because he was still grandma and grandpa's boy and child, he disappeared for a few minutes to try on the ensemble. Then he returned to the living room with the tree and the tiny village and the expectant faces of his family. And he threw his hands up in the air in triumph and said, Ta-da! And he smiled that smile we all remember, a smile that could light up a room and seemed at once part elf and part man. And Grandma beamed with delight. I was dazzled, perhaps more by his gestures and smile than the outfit, but dazzled enough to hold that vivid memory in my mind after all these years. That early memory, as I think about it now, was perhaps the origin point for a strong mental association between Christmas and knitted sweaters. When we were little, we had the sweaters that Grandma Klein knitted for us, sweaters that were often wider than they were long, sweaters that seemed tailored to fit someone built like Grandma herself, but sweaters knitted with love and a deep regard for thrift and the handmade. Remember how the sweaters for Booty and Melissa always matched? How they hated that. But we all wore them and then passed them down as a kind of rite of passage. Poor Booty had to endure the white sweater with the collected stains of both of her sisters. Sorry about that, Booty. In later years, I remember the quest for the perfect sweater for Dad, one that would complement what he called his squatty body in dark greens to match his eyes. I also remember the year that we wrapped up some of his old sweaters as a kind of bait and switch to throw him off the scent of the real gift the big gift, a pair of bikes to ride in Florida. Great idea, right, Mom? Not so great for Mom the Bomb. He smiled as he opened those sweaters and then looked puzzled as he examined them more closely. He admitted afterwards that he mainly recognized the stains. Quote, that one was from the soup at Rollers. I'm not really sure how I managed to become the possessor of the ski sweater but it has sat in the same drawer for many years now, still smelling a little of old wool. In an effort to keep it protected from moss, I washed it 
and only succeeded in making it too small for anyone to actually wear. It oddly seemed to take on the shape of our old grandma sweaters, twice as wide as long. Then it occurred to me that rather than keeping the sweater and these memories in the drawer, that I should share them with all of you and give you a piece of the sweater, something you can bring out every Christmas and remember with me. I know that we all hold Dad in our hearts every day, but it seems to me that we keep him alive in our hearts when we share what we remember of him. And it is in that spirit that I send you this and the enclosed. With love always. P.S. I make no claims to the enclosed being pretty or even attractive. It has sentimental value only. The end. So excellent. (laughs) Well, I love that you've saved it. And I have to say, I'm sure that I wrote it in a pre-Christmas panic to get these (laughs) things sent. But I'm really glad that I wrote it. I often think about doing things. I have a lot of great ideas that I never get around to actually executing. And this was apparently one thing that I did. And I'm glad to have it now. And I'm very glad that you kept it. Well, I think if there's a lesson here, it's that, well, two things. One is that words have great meaning and that you can keep those words they're they're a gift in and of themselves especially when they're written down although podcasts can be too (laughs) and also that there are some things that are worth finishing even if they don't get finished till maybe december 26th or 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 january yeah i mean you can think of it as the epiphany the 12 Mm. days of christmas that's so, so true. Why do we focus like on that. the 25th? Yeah. Yeah. And that was definitely one of those things that was worth doing because you did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was thinking too about that idea that when somebody passes away, one of the things that's hard is you don't get to create new memories. So you have to kind of hold on to the ones that you have right. and share them. But the other thing that strikes me now in retrospect and in the context of this podcast that kind of makes me a little sad is grandma didn't knit that sweater. She bought it. And I think that came from a place where a really big gift and extravagance, which would be the kind of thing they would do at Christmas, was something that you bought. You know, Mm. it wasn't something that you made. And I have to say that we got so much joy out of the gifts that she made, sometimes because they were so funny and just, well, homemade, (laughs) but still joy nonetheless. I think our father especially delighted in in the joy that our grandmother usually wasn't with us on Christmas, but... We yeah. would often open up her gifts on Christmas Eve. We were allowed to open up one gift. So we would often open up grandma's on Christmas Eve. And the focus was on her gifts. Yep. Because they were the one we could open. We did really delight in trying on the crazy hats and slippers. And <laughs> I remember she made those slippers. They were knitted, of course, out of acrylic. I believe they were bright green and white. And 
they went all the way up to your knees and they had this kind of crisscross that kind of like a, a shoe, but it went right. it, the, all with, the way up, all to the way up knees. and then with pom-poms. And our mother actually kept a pair of those because she made them, you know, you yep. treasure the things that are made and they were so funny too. <laughs> so I think, I think she made four pairs actually. So I yep. think there was a green pair. There was a yellow pair. There was a salmon colored because who doesn't well, that love sounds to like wear salmon? Yes. A sort of, I remember they were kind of on the fluorescent spectrum. And yes, who doesn't love to wear fluorescent <laughs> salmon slippers that tie all the way up to your knees? And, you know, I actually made a pair of them as a tribute because I thought they were so great and so funny. And, and you can easily find the pattern. I can look up where I found it. But yeah, the, the, these, it was a very common pattern, I guess, in the 60s, maybe 50s, but they're just great. And they don't take very long. They're just garter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember we had them and because I remember she sent them to us when we were at that point, we were living in Philadelphia. And so for probably a month or two after Christmas, we just kept them sort of on the couch and they were this magnet that people would come into the house, friends of ours, and they'd be like, what is that? And <laughs> everybody had to try them on. And then we would just laugh. And people would do silly dances and things in the grandma salmon slippers. I mean, right. it was the best. Right. It was one of the best. I mean, just being together and laughing, that's the best thing about Christmas. One of the reasons I remember this moment in the letter so well, and again, this is sort of with 2020 hindsight, is that I think one of the really magical things about the holidays and Christmas is that we have a moment where we can play along. And I think the biggest gift that you can ever give to somebody is that entering into the play with just a genuineness and an authenticity. And I think that's why I remembered that moment, because when you think about it, dad was a grown man. And that idea of his parents giving him an outfit that he then had to go try on and present himself, that's what a child has to do. Go try it on so we can see. That great scene in Christmas Story, where he gets the <laughs> bunny funny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He goes and he tries it on because really, I mean, they wanted to give him a nice gift. Then it was pretty extravagant for them. And the fact that she bought a sweater, it, it kind of makes me sad that she thought that he might like a sweater that she bought more than something that she knit. I don't think that she was able to get as good quality yarn <laughs> no. that may have had something to do with it, but and she certainly could have made him the knickers. I mean, I think she pretty much only sewed his clothes or any of the, her kids' clothes. She made all of her own clothes. 
And she made a lot of grandpas. I know she made a lot of his shirts and things. There's a great picture that you sent me of dad in his kindergarten class. It's the entire class. All of the mothers made them little sailor outfits. Every single kid. (laughs) So they would all have, I'm guessing just for the picture. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there was some, maybe they play or something. Wear them or, yeah, I don't know. But, but yeah, the fact that every single kid got a sailor outfit. (laughs) That is so awesome. I cannot imagine asking an entire class. But at that time, probably every mom sewed. Everybody had a sewing machine and would know how to do that. But I think the other thing, though, if you think about all of the lengths that we go to now, and I appreciate this more as a parent, to make Christmas magical for kids and for our children, because ideally we remember it being magical when we were kids. And this seemed to be a moment where what grandma and grandpa really wanted to know was that he was still their boy and they could still make him happy. And he played along. I I don't know that he ever wore that outfit, but he... (laughs) I wore it because it was in the dress-up box. (laughs) That was a great, especially the knickers, because you could wear them as revolutionary war hero. Oh, that's right. You did. You wore them when we had that play where you were Paul Revere. You wore dad's knickers. That was excellent. Yeah. (laughs) It's all about the costume. It's all about the costume. No, but I think that is the magic, is that moment of where we all suspend our disbelief and we just wish for all of us to be the people that others want us to be, maybe. And we enter into that when we embrace that with a genuineness that's just beautiful and magical. It is. Mm. And I wish all of our viewer, mom, Mom. (laughs) a very Merry Christmas. And And whatever holiday you celebrate or don't celebrate, give yourself a break. (laughs) Try to focus on the joy. Yes, and whatever you do, don't, don't knit like, like my, my sister. sister. <laughs> Happy holidays! Oh, and check Happy out holidays. our website at bootyandbossy.com, <laughs> where you will find a photocopy of the letter mm. and a picture of Dad, not in that ski outfit, but in another ski outfit from earlier. And if you'd like to transform an old sweater into stockings, Bossy has put up some instructions on the website.